Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Forest Spirituality. I'm Julie Brett and I'm here today with Guy Menzies Saunders. Is that how we would say it? Yep. And um, we're going to have a chat today about um, community building, I guess, is what I wanted to talk to Guy about. Would Hello. you mind just coming a little bit closer so I can, because the microphone's not wonderful. I hope cool. you can hear me okay. Yeah, cool. So, um, how to introduce you? I guess um, I've met you through what I call the tribe. <laughs> I don't know what you refer to it as, but it's this group of people that are doing this amazing thing here on the northern beaches and through Sydney, just um, drumming circles and this farm project and and road trips and all this cool stuff that's going on and it's all just basically basically around people's um con like volunteering contributions and and building friendship I guess so it's a really amazing thing that's going on and it's something that I've never seen on the northern beaches before having grown up here and I think it's really awesome so that's really yeah especially here yeah wow. and um for me, it's like coming across that group of people has really changed my experience of the Northern Beaches, like oh, yeah. massively. So yeah, it's really awesome. Fantastic. And um, yeah, so I wanted to talk to Guy today because he's kind of a reluctant leader within the group. Um, he's the one that will get up and say, hi everyone, and say what we're doing, and uh, maybe I'm, do I'm, a welcome or something like that. I'm one of, one of. Yeah, one of, one of definitely one of. There are other people for sure. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk to you about your experience of that. It's really nice to be invited. So. Really nice to be invited on uh, to share that. I think this is what we are doing there and what we're trying to do and simply doing for ourselves and those who are keen to be involved. It's um, something worth doing. Yeah. So how, how did it all come about? Like, it's grown into something really quite big. And, like, what's been driving that? Is it... Um, I it's... think what's simply what's driving it is... Um, Substance. Substance. When, so, what, when I say substance, in terms of you're doing something with substance, something, doing something yeah. that is real with... Yeah, with, obviously not. Yeah. <laughs> substance. No. Not, no. no. Not, not, not <laughs> uh, growing anything. No. <laughs> no. No, something with like, value and integrity, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah. To, well, to me, my own words and my own language, it's, it's something with authenticity. Something, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, that's why I'm interested to do it, because it's real. Yeah. Um... Okay, where did it start from? Um, I think you could say a few places. Um, but I, it, I it guess has, I it first has been... came across this drumming circle thing when it was a really, really small thing. There was like five or six people mm. in that warehouse in Brookvale. Oh, the warehouse collective? Yeah, the warehouse collective. Well, this is exactly your point. So... It started from a few points. Ah, okay. So the warehouse collective then turned into Castle Drumming, right. which is the one that happens every month that I hold up at the... Um, and you just hold place. that at your house, right? Um, I, uh, like, I, or you were, it was just, yeah, a, yeah, I started, just a group of people yeah. having a drumming circle at your house, but it turned out to be like hundreds of people would turn up. Basically, uh, yeah, the warehouse collective um, um, basically finished because the space we were in that warehouse, it got just got too hard to rent. And then we we're at a few other places that required money as well to, to, to let us be there. Yeah. And um, I remember going to the, that same space in the warehouse when it wasn't money involved. And because that, I guess, the money wasn't involved the capacity for people to connect in that heart-centered space was just able to be there. There was no agenda, there was no expectation. Yeah. And um, look, money's not an evil thing, but it takes something from the heart and makes it into the head. Yeah. And that disparity, that imbalance was a, it was a fact and it was happening. Yeah. And so I was interested in saying, look, 
if this the warehouse collective the, the circle wasn't going to happen anymore because the, the uh, main guy Barry beautiful beautiful man um, he had to step away for yeah. his own reasons in life and so like well this probably won't happen unless someone steps up I'm like well, bugger it I'll step up we're doing it at our place Anyway, we just started off. I mean, the first night was great. We had about eighty people, and and it's just gotten bigger and bigger since then. Wow, eighty people in the first night. Yeah, far out. Fun. <laughs> well, I think. I mean, I felt the same thing. Was felt that you know, what matters is that heart centered connection. But look, that that's, it just shows how much people really needed that, though. You know. Yeah, and then like, still still do. I mean, I yeah. think we all we all need it, whether we know it or not. That I can't get another word from it. That authenticity of what our experiences are, of um giving ourselves the space and the experience of, of uh, sharing an experience with substance with yeah. actual real let's go into that a bit more what does that mean to you to have something with substance i think for every single person you would describe it differently for me it is what what lets you feel the most connected yeah what are you connected to what are you connecting to you come into a space and there's other people there do you feel that you're able to be in that space as who you are without having to have a barrier in front of you, a mask. Do you even know that you have a barrier or a mask up? Yeah. Is there a, you know, you go to a dinner party and people are sitting around talking small talk. What are you talking about? Are you talking about who, what you do for a job or who you are as a person? Are you able to connect and look someone in the eyes and say, hey, this is me. And, so it's, and feel yeah. the same back from another person. That vulnerability, which is, to me, is very, very powerful. So for you, has this been a kind of place to help people explore that? Is sure, that, sure, but I mean, it, I mean, did that like how did this come about? Like that, that was a goal for what this was going to be, because that's really definitely something that you feel on the first time mm. you go to one of these events. Is that this is something really mm. where people are really experimenting with showing their true selves, with being something. So how did this very, come about? Is like how did like that shared value like become part of these? meetings or these people coming together or was it just organic it's it's nothing can become part of it it's definitely organic did when anyone you, when, say anything ever no it's no. it's in our conduct you know yeah it is our actions in life are what define us yeah not our thoughts or what we think of this and that no it's how we conduct ourselves and what we actually live for mm. what we choose to do and what our actions make yeah and where we come from and doing that doing that i mean yeah look castle drumming the the events what's not the drumming circle is one part of it it's definitely like definitely like a heart-centered evening with um unprecedented incredible um people who come and share that vulnerability and the 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 music is is sublime mm. um but another thing we're actually the village farm the space where it's come from the idea to come together as a community um a few years ago over two new years myself and another beautiful friend lauren we um held a festival called Never Never. Mm -hmm. We had the idea, um, a, a f another festival uh, that was going to happen in summer just didn't happen, so I'm like, well, bugger it, let's make our own one. Oh, yeah. know, let's do our own thing. And so I, I knew a spot on the Hawkesbury River I grew yeah. up in. And, and, um, and I organized all the, um, I guess, the logistics of how we get there and what we take and what we need and what we to be there for a week. And, and Lauren organized all the workshops and the organizational things of actually what you need to make something happen yeah right <laughs> whereas i'm just like yeah it's like rock up and it'll happen and she's like no you're gonna have things in place yeah she's so uh, have, i've got a i've got to interview her sometime yeah too. definitely yeah exactly <laughs> you have the structure so you can let the structure go as need be and that's exactly what it was yeah and that festival never never um it was in the bush for a week yeah this is just an hour out of sydney and it's like in the middle of absolute nowhere it's like well, the name it's like you're in the in the never never yeah um 
I can't really begin to try the to describe it. The middle of nowhere. Yeah, just, just yeah. absolute middle of nowhere. Yeah. In the bush, a big water source right there. We made our own kitchen, we made our own toilets. Mm. We had big spaces for workshops, and workshops were run, you know, uh, every day. But you didn't have to go to them. Was it a private place? No, no, it was just, just in, a a, in a national park. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I would just uh, look... I mean, my, my passion for doing this stuff is the amount of things and the incredible experiences individuals can make happen yeah. when they work together. Yeah, for sure. And that's a huge passion of mine because we have such power when we want to work together from the heart. Amazing. Um, it's very easy to get complicated in that space with you know, logistics of things that have to get done. But if you yeah. can keep coming back to that place of the heart, what's the bigger picture? Why are we here? Why are we doing it? Mm. Um, everything else everything else becomes inconsequential. Mm. But um, So those two new years of spending that week in the bush together as a tribe, each year was about maximum 80 people turned up, coming and going. And simply being in that space, how can I try and put, put in the words? Um, there was no expectation. There was no agenda. There was no, you have, since you're here, you have to do this. There was no ticket price. It was simply coming and participating to help the space to be hold. Now, this is very important for my own personal thing of how I see any community venture to be worth doing it on is that the individual steps up for the whole so that the whole can step up for the individual and authentically with that mm. and what that depends on is is that participation so for that week in the bush of, of doing that you got to experience each other as who they are there was no space for fakeness there was no space for barriers look there may be one or two people who arrived and didn't understand it like this is too much and you know, that's understandable, of course. Yeah, because, yeah, what's coming to my mind is a lot of questions about how mm. do you deal with the sort of the times when there's a conflict, when when someone either doesn't understand what's going on or when there are money issues or when... I think, I think money you know, is definitely an issue of uh, yeah, conflict like, the Yeah, it's from, an amazing thing when these people are getting together to do something that's so obviously like we're just doing this because it's good for us mm. and if we all chip in somehow with the energy that mm. makes this thing then it will be good for everyone mm. and that is just that's what community really is there's like that shared value that increases when you share it it is definitely and yeah there's so much more out of it and, and you can't mm. sort of pinpoint who should be paid that's like that's a community when it's not just flowing to one source yes. you know yes exactly yeah look um i think anything of worth uh, to do it, it's not easy, mm. but it's not impossible. Mm. And if we can let go of what we think we understand about it, or what we think we know about it, and actually let ourselves learn what needs to happen, or what will learn what is required to make something actually happen that's worth doing, mm. um, that growth for your own self is is um, like nothing else. It's not easy at all, mm. but it's definitely worth doing. So, another another question, I guess, is like, how do you? Like, I, I think of a lot of people out there who don't feel that they have community, that feel like they're an island and an often misunderstood person and a lot of people around them that don't quite get them. You know, they, they don't have a space to experience that authenticity. And how would a person like that, do you feel, what would your advice be for somebody like that to step out and try and find this kind of community and help it grow in their lives organically? Well, the first thing is acknowledging that you... You want to find it, yeah. And the second one is actually realizing you've got more than more than the capability of, of not just finding it but making it yourself. Yeah. I mean, you called me a reluctant leader, and I, I, 
I'm trying to let go in sort of the fact that, okay, like, yeah, I may start a few things. The reason I do it is because I know I have a capacity to help make something happen. Yeah. But I only, I only want to make something happen if it's worth doing it. Yeah. And it's worth doing it if more than me want to make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the majority <laughs> yeah. rules, right? Look, if, if you are a person out there who wants to find your own community and you're wondering, how the hell, where do I start? We have a great... Um, tool in our lives in this day and age that our previous generations didn't have and it's called the internet um <laughs> yeah we can That's find the difference i think it the is. big difference between when i was growing up here and and looking at it now that's really yeah. just the most amazing way to yeah. connect people yeah. isn't it it is and look you might be anyone can be a person i, I was a person i was a person who get, kept getting told by a friend oh god you gotta come and do come check out this drum circle you, you love it you love it and i'm like i don't know i don't want to go do this hippie thing no, oh really I'm not, yeah, not, <laughs> No, no, not my thing. No, no, no. I had my own assumptions about it. I had my own ideas about it. No, not my thing. I won't like it. And this beautiful friend kept going, no, you'd, you'd love to. Come on, I know you like it. And I eventually gave in and, and uh, went along. And before I even got into the door of this warehouse with this drumming, that all-pervading beat, I just felt it. And that's the difference, I think, when you know what something is real or if it's just not worthy of your time is what do you feel? Yeah. A lot of people in this day and age, we, we, we stop ourselves feeling because we've got so much distractions around us. At the same time, though, it's very easy to get caught up in what you feel and be controlled by the emotions that arise. Yeah. But finding that balance of what do you feel that has substance? What do you feel that is authentic to what you? What do you mean by that? Like, how do you, what do you mean get caught up in the feeling? Emotions are a powerful thing. Mm. You know, especially in, uh, fear, especially love. Mm. Yeah. To be the two opposing things. Um, hate it actually isn't the opposing one of love because it's still anyway. I won't go into that. <laughs> fear, yeah. fear and love. Um, so, so when you say that, you mean like don't get caught up in when the a, negative when an emotion. Feelings, well, no, but no, no, the no, positive ones. too. Look, no? it's, it's oh. every single thing has mm. two sides to it. Mm-hmm. Nothing exists just solely on itself. And you know, a lot of uh, in our community, our tribe, and a lot of um, examples around the world, a lot of self-help things are all about the positive, positive, positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really important to have an understanding of. But you never understand, in my opinion, in my experience, in my hard-won experience, of who I am and what I am doing here now in my life. You will never understand anything unless you're open to understanding both sides or whatever it is. And everything has both sides, mm-hmm. a negative and a positive. Oh, okay, so by getting carried away in the feeling, you mean yes. don't get lost in it, don't sort of yes. lose yourself to that egoic yes. sense. Exactly. Yeah. Thank watch. you. Thank you for translating. <laughs> yeah, but like watch yourself and just be aware of just how the feelings just are Just having, you. not even, it's a thing, it's like we can get lost in watching ourselves, constant analytical analysts of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Down that rabbit hole of who am I, what is this, what is this? Yeah, it's, yeah. This is, what we're talking about here is intoxicating. Yeah. You, you might not realise you're doing it until years later after you've, you know, something will trip you up on it. But to find that balance of the sense of, if you're interested in something, you can see the positives on it, of it, you're also aware of, oh, yeah, it might not do this or, or whatnot. Um, I feel like I'm rambling here trying to get back yeah. on point. No, don't worry. Um, so we were talking about how do you know when, how, what to follow, what to, what paths to go down, what to, where to find your community? I guess like how you, how do you know when it's the right thing? And you were saying like don't get caught up in um, emotions, whether negative or positive. Don't get caught up in your thoughts and the yes. the way that you're thinking about it yes. and analyzing it. But maybe looking for that sense of 
Yeah. No, yeah um, thank what you. was the it's word they used? Is substance. Like so. So something. Yeah. Something yeah. that rings true to you. I right? think if, when it comes down to it, it's just very simple. When you yeah. feel something is worth doing, you feel it. You know what it is. Mm. That's all. Yeah. I, I can't believe that you don't think of yourself as a spiritual person when you say stuff like well, that. <laughs> I, I, don't see it as, I don't see it as spirituality. Uh, yeah. I just see it as it's life. It's, yeah. Well, I'm, to I'm, me, that thing that speaks to you is spirit. It's the spirit in things. It's the aliveness of it that makes you feel moved, it, that you feel a connection with that that um, I, I guess that that that's just a word though I, I, exactly, I totally feel exactly. it's just a word exactly and, yeah look it, it may be a spirit it may be inside me that's what it is great yeah but I guess for me it's I guess the spirit word spirit has connotations of eth ethereal I guess context or supernatural okay that with me um I don't really care what was before now or after mm. what I'm interested is what I'm interested in is what's right now yeah because I'm here living it right now yeah in this moment I might be dead tomorrow. Fuck, mm. I, I was dead. Mm. I've come back from that. And so my appreciation for the moment of the beauty that exists in life without having to put anything in front of it or to define it, I'm just, it is what it is. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. So, you died. Yeah, do you want the whole story? Sure. Have you got time for that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go there. Okay. Um, <laughs> if that's okay. Yeah, no, look. You, yeah, look, cool. To just, uh, to, what's the word I'm... Um, because um, these are like the, the experiences that really shape our views of life. I, I've already actually talked about this on my podcast before. I, lovely. I didn't, I didn't have a near-death experience, but I was in hospital um, after having some abdominal surgery that was fairly serious and just ended up having a review, a life review, basically yeah. going, oh, gosh, what if that was so bad that I had have died? What you've just described mm. is an experience into your own mortality. Yeah. An experience that is an adversity. Yeah. In life, it's our adversities that show us not just who we are, for what we're capable of, and what we have a capacity to do for ourselves, our own mm. survival, and what the hell do we want to live for? What are we here breathing for? Yeah. That's that's it. Um, and yeah, we, totally. we define ourselves by that. We we define right. This must mean this and this and this, whatever. Um, okay. So, ten years ago, I had a major spinal injury. I finished my uh, two weeks after two to four weeks after finishing my HSC, my high school. Um, I went away on a trip and a uh, very, very long story short, I am um, scuba diving um, for a month. Um, That's a long way of town. Hmm? <laughs> this made it sound like you're a oh, all right. scuba diving for a month. Sorry. Mom jokes. To give you context, I went away for a month with my um, cousin and uncle. We were doing a documentary on the cannibals of the Torres Strait. Yeah. I was the deckhand and um, trips I would, I'd want to go. I had wanted to go on since I was nine years old. Yeah. And uh, the last dive of the trip in a month, month spent in along reef systems, wrestling sharks, fishing, getting bronzed yeah. as ever. Um, we were 50 k's of Cooktown, diving on the ribbon reefs on a place called Steve's Bommy. And the last dive of the day, I went too deep for my experience level. Yeah. And I came up too fast, and I got a subcutaneous air embolism to the brain. Wow. Basically, my blood boiled, not in temperature, but in action. Um, the very compressed air I was breathing from the tank expanded very rapidly in my body. Yeah, because like pressure makes things boil, right? Is that how it um, works? No, again, not in temperature. Okay. So when I say boiled, it just um, creates bubbles in yes. it because of the pressure. Yeah. So when I come up, when I came up out of pressure. 
the compressed air I was breathing, having been compressed at a, mm. I hope you guys are following oh, okay. this, yeah. <laughs> the compressed air I was breathing at a much deeper level, since I came up too soon or too fast, yeah. it turned into microscopic bubbles inside my bloodstream, yeah. attaching the blood cells and basically um, causing me to suffocate from the inside, um, having a major stroke. Um, I was airlifted 400... And you were like 19? Uh, 17. 17. Six days before my 18th birthday. Oh, man. I was airlifted 400k to Townsville Hospital. I died twice. I woke up after a, two days of a drug-induced coma in intensive care as a C7 quadriplegic, in, incomplete C7 quadriplegic, with tubes in my throat and um, blood damage in my brain. I didn't know who I was or really where I was for about two days. Um, I spent six months in that hospital environment and rehab. Um, you get taught a lot of things by people in authority in that kind of position of what will happen, what won't happen. Um, the first time they put me in a wheelchair, uh, I realized what I'd done to myself. And what I was saying before about um, adversity, it is from our adversities that we learn who we are and what we're made of. Mm. The first time in the wheelchair, I realized just what I'd done to myself. It was like a sledgehammer to the face. I could barely, I could, yeah, I, oh could, my gosh. I could barely get down a hallway of 30 meters. Do you remember what it was like when you were in the water, like before? Yeah. Like, yep. Yeah. What What was that like? Like, what was going through your head that at that moment? Um, like, well, as soon as it happened, there was no logical was there thought. Panic? It was absolute terror. Oh my gosh. Absolute terror of pain, of realization that instance that I've done something really bad to myself, not thinking. This is in milliseconds of thought of of. I've fucked up, where, where, how, help, 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 help. And that's why I made it worse by rocketing up oh to the surface gosh. in a panic, probably holding my breath. Um, um, this is the first time I've heard this story in full. This is really intense. Oh, Ooh. really? Yeah, like I've heard it. I've heard your story before. And I want to apologise for making that joke at the beginning. That was kind of out of place. What joke? What joke? <laughs> About you being underwater for a month. No, Sorry. <laughs> worry. I didn't say it, but I wanted to say it before. You, but, yeah. you, you will find me as one of the most open persons you ever meet. And I, I step up to that because for me in my life, there is no other way to be. Yeah. Because to be stubborn and closed-minded is basically shutting yourself off to not just the beauty of life, but your own potential worth. Yeah. So I'm... I feel like I can feel that. I mean, I, I can't, but... Like, just hearing you tell that story, I feel like I'm there with you, you know, like, mm. experiencing that, like, mm. far out. That must have been... To use an analogy if you, if you want intense. to... Intense. Anyone wants to I mean, I can't, but... Shit, <laughs> 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 far out. Um, look... Oh, man. So, what did you do? Like, what was the process of, like, rehabilitation? Because... I'm still in it. Yeah. So, so do you expect to... Like, what... Where do you expect to go? I don't expect, don't, it, don't you expect just, anything. Just in the moment. Here's, here's, the, here's the timeline. Um, <clears throat> I was given, I mean, in hospital in that context, you're given, oh, you look, most of the improvement will come back within the first six months, and then you'll get the rest of your improvement in two years. So that's what you work towards, basically, or that's what I work towards, okay, I'm going to do this. Uh, long story short, again, um, first four years, I spent pushing and fighting like nothing else, yeah. which taught me a lot about my own strength, a lot about what we are capable of if we want to do it. So what, were you in the hospital the whole time? No, no, no. So only in hospital for six months. Oh wow, six months though, far out. It's a long time in hospital. It was, yeah. yeah. For a 17 year old who just finished high school, wanting to go and do life. Yeah, it was. But um... Sorry, no. I didn't. Sorry. <laughs> so good. Um, the first four years I spent fighting and fighting and fighting. But again, there's no substitute for experience again. What I learned from that is that 
you know, I, I burnt myself out like nothing else. Yeah. And I reached that pivotal point, that precipice of what am I doing, what's working, you know, what's working, what's working, what's not working. Yeah. And to be open to the fact, okay, what is working, what's not working. Um, to go back a bit, um, when they first put me in that wheelchair and I realized what I'd done to myself, at that point I realized I had two choices. Um, the first choice was the easy one, which was to go, fuck this, fuck everyone, blame, 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 blame. I, this accident happened because of lack of um, experience on my dad's part, lack of experience on the teacher's, lack of, um, of helping and, and care and experience on the divers I was with. Just putting responsibility for the fact onto anything and anyone else mm -hmm. than me out of fear yeah. and out of anger. Yeah. Now that was the first thing that came up. Mm -hmm. as you'd expect of anyone in the same situation. And as I said before, what I was rambling on about, about emotions taking hold, very easy to let that own you. But again, at that exact moment when I was feeling that, I had my then girlfriend and I had my mum there holding me as I was crying in my tears, and them the same, just holding me, showing me that love. And that gave me the context to realise that, well, it only gave me the context to realise because I knew what that love was. I know. I know what love is. Mm. I'm open to that. I'm, I knew that I was loved, and I knew that I loved uh, more than one person who, who meant a lot to me. And because I was open to that, I had the capacity to understand it. <gasps> oh gosh! Hang on. I've just got to check. Oh, I'm <laughs> recording anymore. <laughs> Smartphones can do that. Sorry, I'm recording on my phone, and it didn't come up on the say on the <laughs> screen. <laughs> Sorry, I wonder if I should go back. That's okay. Okay, good. I'm sorry. I'm I'm pretty new at this, guys, so you got to bear with me. <laughs> Such is life. It's a, no one's stress. Um, so I was talking about... Sorry. How, no, please, don't worry. Don't worry at all. I was talking about how to make the different choices which what matter. Um, yes. So with that, how I was able to see the first choice, the first potential choice that is basically negativity, to own you and to be your reality, um... I mean, it is easy. It's it's very powerful. It's very. It's why, in my opinion, media stations and news stations all across the world use fear mongering as a thing yeah, to, yeah, to, to yeah, get ratings yeah. and well, attention. It's just, yeah, it's making but, me think of those um five the five is it five stages of grieving? Yeah, that you go through. You go. Like, I think Star Wars had it in there too. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was that because I've I, I, you know small things that happen in my life like grieving experiences, but but what is it? Denial, anger. Bargaining, depression, acceptance. Probably, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it just sounded like like that mm. that moment when you found out was like no, no yeah. way, and then yeah. anger, yeah. I mean, and that, then that feeling like oh, but I've got the love, that's okay. Well, and then no, what well, like so? It's more the sense of, of um. I mean, yeah. Look, yeah. It's. I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth about what it was like. In in, when you're in a situation and you've had something. Yeah. You've had something major happen to you in your life that makes Macy go, what the fuck is this? Who am I? What is this? How did I get here? What made me get here? Yeah. In the face of all that negativity or potential shit that you can choose for yourself. And this is, this is what I'm talking about. Is that I say that there's two choices because to me there was two choices. Because then I could see all that and all that emotional, well, this could be that, or this person could be that, or that could have all happened. All these things are possible. Why yeah. I ended up here. But I could also see that I'd be, by choosing that, yeah. I know what I'd be feeling by choosing that. Yeah. What I'd be, the pain I'd feel, the, the anger, the, the 
shit I would be choosing to make my life and my reality yeah. by making someone or something else so responsible much. for the situation I was in. So how did you, and you got through that by well I see at that moment at that moment at that moment I didn't effectively know that in words yeah. I just know the feeling yeah and I'm kind of looking back. To oh, that. I think I think we've and, all been there right where there's yeah, yeah that I'm, feeling of exactly. wanting to blame and. Well, that's just it. It's very easy. Yeah. I still do it now. I went yeah, off with my yeah. brother the other day. Yeah. <laughs> I felt really bad about it, but you know, I was venting at the time, and I hope he still loves me, and I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, in the face of that, and I, that second choice, which is the harder and scarier one, is to own, own the fact that whatever choices I had made, no matter how small, that the situation I was in, I had made a choice to bring me in that situation. Yeah. And then I own that. Mm. And that by owning something, I then have the ability to let it go because I've owned it. It's, yeah. mine. it's mine to let go of. It's no one else's. It's mine to let go of. Mm. But how I or anyone finds that capacity to or strength, peace, to let go of something is by what you're supported by. And what I felt I was supported by, and because I felt it, I knew it because it was real, yet I didn't make it own me in a sense, I just I knew that I knew the reality of it. Mm. I knew I was loved. And yeah. I knew I loved others. And because I knew I had that, I supported that, I could let go of the fact I'd fucked up majorly and be supported in what I had to do for myself. That's and huge. And this is what I've done for ten years. Mm. And then that's why I do all what I do. Yeah, so yeah, so I'd love you to talk a bit more about how that experience has led to you being so interested in community building and and helping people find that authenticity or 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 just being around other people that have that authenticity if not oh uh, but you do help other people because you've been sharing this story as a speaker right like yeah look I've, i um i was asked by uh my old school deputy to come and talk to the year 12 class about overcoming adversity mm. and when he first asked me that i'm like no i don't want to do it i'm you know, freaked out i don't like public speaking and, and i just realized I'm terrified of doing this. That's more than a good enough reason to do it. Yeah. So I'm going to do it. <laughs> so I That's said great. yes, and I just asked him, look, can I get three points of what you want to talk about? And he sent me three points. So I printed them out and put them on my wall and just kept them up there for a few months and then didn't write anything or a speech or anything until about a week beforehand. Yeah. And I just... Anyway, um, I did that speech to stand in the face of my own fear Yeah. and talk about what I knew was real in a context of being a kid, a teenager, a young adult, whatever, a person at that age trying to figure out what the hell life's about. And I knew that what I wanted to share, what I believe was worth sharing. I didn't yeah. really care that, look, if, if one person got something from it or nothing, but I knew that my experience was real. Yeah. And again, there's no substitute to that. So I did that. And the feedback I got from the students and teachers as a whole was like nothing I ever expected. And so I was like, okay, right, well, this is something worth doing. I'm, I'm, I want to step up to it. Mm. Um, and I did, I did a few speeches now around there. And it what was, was your message for them? Um, just about um, building, resilient, building resilience. Sorry. Building resilience through mm. authenticity. Awesome. Um, Amazing. Just that sentence by itself building resi- resilience through authenticity. There's so and much to learn just in saying that. <laughs> that's all I was interested in speaking about. But, um, of course, with any kind of thing, I had to get an ABN and we had the business side of it. And <laughs> suddenly it became, oh, I've got to charge money for this. Oh, now I've got, to, I've got to 
understand how to make a speech and then it's the people I've, I've I've stopped doing that yeah not your path it's, of, it's yeah. just I felt like I was preaching and, I, yeah. and then I was saying the same thing over and over again it became a bit of a diatribe for me to do and I didn't like that I didn't like that I felt that that what I was giving I wanted to be able to speak about what I was wanting to speak about but yeah. not knowing how to access the words to do so mm. so look I'd, maybe in time I'd love to do more of that if I can find the energy and, and the um, understanding to learn about it but but I just I let go of that and I look up I'll do a speech if someone wants me to go and do one. You know, I um, think but, I think just but I don't I don't chase it. I don't hunt it. I don't I But don't you're doing like it in a different it. way. You've just Right. You know, you're doing it. You're teaching people that. Just well, that's good. through community. Awesome. Thank you. That's good to know. Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it, I mean that's a thing. It, <laughs> Even it's, if it's, it's not <laughs> consciously, I think you've absolutely just done it the way that you do it. You know? I think in look in life, through, what defines us are our actions. Yeah, you've just followed the the truth, right? That 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 substance has led you to be able to share that story in in a way that yeah. has made an amazing community, has made a huge difference being to a, so many a, people. Being a part of it, though, like huh? I know, I know. I'm not saying that you're like the sole responsible person for I, this. I don't think you are. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that what you give this community is really valuable thank you so and i think that your this this teaching that you have to share with people does come through not as a preacher good to hear so i but i but i'm really interested in that because i think everybody has a story to share right everybody's got something that a message to give definitely and something to to share with their community and that we all need to realize mm. that the hardest things that we've gone through in life are yeah. are amazing food for us to definitely. to realize our ability to be resilient and to share something authentic with, definitely. with the world i think that's an amazing lesson for everybody i think so too it's in terms of teaching anyone else anyone else whether it's you especially the closer the relationship is, whether it's a child, a partner, anyone, teaching someone else something that you may know can only be done, or rather is best done by example. Yeah. Leading by example. So much. Um, I'm not interested in trying to use um, meanings or words or, hey, I've done this, so you should do this. No, it's if what I believe life is living for is worth living for, then it will come about in my actions. Mm. And I'll be learning myself along the way. Mm. I mean, you don't ever teach someone or actually you don't ever give someone advice when that person has asked for it. Same as you can only ever help someone when they're asking for it. Yeah, totally. It's And there's that's, something that's really distancing, I've, I think, from that motivational speaker role. Like, I can imagine motivational speakers saying, you should do all this stuff, everyone, and then being really lonely people themselves, you know, not necessarily living out everything that they teach. Whereas, we get so caught up in our heads because it's easy to do so. Our yeah. brains can be our best friend or our worst but, enemy. But the society says, you've got to do this as a business. Exactly. You've got something to share and you've got to get money for it. Exactly. Mm. Now, look, a balance can be found mm. in that. And many people do, I'm sure. And I'd like to find it might as well. That's why I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing, starting a business myself, which I fucking have no idea what to do I'm doing <laughs> or want to do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> in another way, like money is energy as well. Like it's it is a way that we share sure. things, okay. but but I, I like like I prefer like 
bartering in a way, like like it's more community. Yeah, like, but, yeah, like, And if we could live in a world where bartering would work, I'm totally up for yeah, that. Sure. Like, have you seen those things on the radio where they have like they'll swap a paperclip for a pen for a, yeah, and then like somebody gets a house at the that's end. It, that's it. That's, that's it. Like, I remember the story. Yeah, like money works in a different way to community sharing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I mean. I, I definitely see that's it. It's that imbalance which. Yeah. Because money is such a huge basis on how we live, even as a global scale now, stock markets, everything. Yeah. It's hard to find that community place because we live in a, a structure and environment that doesn't really set ourselves up for that and takes us away from that. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, that's that's the mistake. That's the understanding to have. Okay, that doesn't work. How can I make it work? Yeah. It's not evil. It's not bad. It's just something that needs to be evolved upon. Yeah. That's all. And that evolution also will happen as it needs to when people want to step up for it. Mm. Or we cannot understand the same things and keep having the same shit happen. But the fact that we're here doing something community-minded and we're coming to it from our hearts, hopefully, I hope that'll continue and see yeah. what happens. I mean, I, all I can ever speak for is my own self and what I'm doing and what I want to live for. Yeah. And um, that's what I'm, what I'm doing. Yeah, it's awesome. Smile. <laughs> <laughs> <Ching>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. Mm. Well, I think that... Um, one of the most amazing things about this community is it's it, there's no money, you know. Mm. There's no one selling food. There's no one charging admission. Not most of the time, unless there's something that needed to be paid for, and then they ask people for donations. Yeah, which I mean, is cool. It's, it's but it's look. I, it's I really, like, I really, I, I really like I, that part of it. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be here bad mouthing money because it, it has to. It's no, ha- no, it has no, this, no. I know. Yeah, nice. there's like this crazy balance. Yeah. I mean, like the whole village farm thing. It, it, it needs funds to, yeah. to pay for the mowing, to pay for yeah, the tiki yeah, torches, yeah. to pay for for the rental of the space, the, you know, to hold the space in the, the environment in which it exists, you know? Yeah, I, um, but I feel like there's a revolutionary kind of I th- I think so experimental too. thing going on with these groups as I th- well. Yeah, Something definitely. And look, that, that really fun. I think it is so important, it is yeah. so important to have the drive, the enthusiasm and the, the passion to look at these things and say, well, what can work? Yeah. But like anything, and this is what I come back to with myself, find the balance. Yeah. And I think that's what we're doing. Yeah, don't say no to anything. Exactly. Yeah. Don't, don't. By saying no is the same thing as before about being stubborn and closed-minded. No, you can't do it. And look, sometimes we're not resourced to do everything at mm. once. Like we've yeah. got to be able to take time for ourselves. to. Yeah, your back. landlord isn't going to take vegetables for rent. You know, no, no. It's, it's, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. yeah. If you like, um, when I was in hospital, I was like a sponge. I Because I realized I'd done, I had done something to myself that basically had heavy fucking thing I was a sponge in the sense that I wanted to understand what life is and what can help me find my own self again yeah the capacity of what I want to live for yeah so when I say I was a sponge it's like I read anything that came across what were you reading anything what kind of subjects people gave to me whatever oh like autobiographies and stuff fiction non-fiction oh okay uh, articles anything you just I didn't go hunting it yeah. But when it was given to me, out of uh, that, hey, guy, I think you should, I think you'd find this helpful. I think oh, yeah. this, yeah, I'd read it, or um, and I'd listen to people like I never had before. Yeah. Your bullshit radar becomes very finely tuned yes. when you're in a place of of when you're a situation that you can't handle bullshit anymore. You no. got no time for it because you're dealing with your own fucking life. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Life gets real simple, real yeah. quick. Yeah. You know. Um, someone gave me this book called. The Journeys of Socrates by an author called Dan Millman, who also, it was a prequel to another book, which was a famous, got turned into a movie called um, The Way of the Peaceful Warrior. Oh, yeah, um, I've heard of that. Um, 
yeah, now it was it was a kind of fiction non I guess fiction non fiction kind of thing. It was um, um I don't think it's everyone's book. Zen yeah, 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 based on Zen. I had no prior history to Zen or anything, but I I loved good stories. I was very much into reading fiction and stuff when I was a kid. Mm. And reading this book, The Journeys of Socrates, um, it just the 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 challenges and the um, experiences that the main character went through and his own process and what I guess those lessons he learned gave me as an 18 year old boy um, a capacity to look at my own self in that way like I never had before. Now I, I got that from many different things but that book was definitely one of them mm. of letting go of I guess the language it used like anyone, someone, some devout Christian's Bible like um, someone else's you know, um, I, uh, just the language used yeah. Um, it is. It is. Yeah. It's based in Zen. Um, but it's about Socrates, is it? No, no. It's, it's just the name of the character. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Um, sure. Basically, that, but that, it's pointing that, to the fact that it's something philosophical, I guess. I guess. Yeah. That's why it's yeah. called that name. I guess. Yeah. But um, um, to make it simple, that book, in the language it used, and how I was able to understand it in the place I was in, let me improve about three hundred percent than I would have otherwise, mm. because I learned how to let go. Yeah. Um, I um I studied studied martial arts in Japan. Mm, you get wow. a lot of Zen stuff. Yeah. With that. Zen Zen's incredible. I mean, like yeah. like anything, like I said before, you, don't, you you take everything with a grain of salt. But when what things are real are real. There's no getting around it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> when those that. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. That's like um. So just before we started talking, we were talking about um. Uh, why guy's not spiritual and he was saying that I don't, I don't know if he's spiritual just, or not I let other he just make wants that everyone to <laughs> do whatever they do <laughs> so just you know it's like you can believe whatever you like and we'll just like do you want to explain well, what you were saying sure I've, I believe that we all exist in our own realities and we're all mad really we're all mad <laughs> it's how it's how we can compromise and how we adapt our own thinking to another's that we learn how to work together yeah yeah. Um, it's also how we don't do that when we think what we know is the only way forward, the only yeah. way how existence or the universe is. And we, it's yeah. back to being stubborn and closed-minded again. Um, well, why I brought up the like book... Like that's where the conflict is. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, yeah. in my opinion, anyway. Um, <laughs> no, it's what, true. What, why I brought up the book and everything else is because there's uh, every chapter in this book, there's a quote. Yeah. And there's this one quote that I've never forgotten because it became like my own mantra, my own mantra of, um, of um, approaching the very real, very hard crap I had to understand and, and um, we'll look at how to deal with, especially in the face of the big unknown of what my life would be from this point on. Um, if you like, I can, I can um, tell, show, speak yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It goes like this. Um, softness triumphs over hardness. Gentleness over strength. The flexible is superior over the immovable. This is the principle of controlling anything by going with it, of mastery through adaptation. Essentially, any shit you find that'll come along in life, that life will throw at you, and life will throw you shit. It will. That's what life does. It's what it's good at doing, as well as being incredibly beautiful. Whatever shit it throws at you, if you can find the capacity to adapt to it, let go of what you think you know about it and tune into what's actually real and what you need to step up to for yourself and grow in terms of an understanding about it. 
you'll learn not just how fucking powerful you are, but how damn beautiful you might be too. And what else you can do and what you can give um, to your existence in life. Was that a quote? That the was... first bit was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was from that book, The, yeah. the Journeys of Socrates. Yeah, which I think is Who from... Who was a, the author? Uh, Dan Millman. Awesome. Um, I mean, look, that, the quotes are from um, um, Zen or, or, oh, okay. um, or Buddhist quotes as well, so I'm thinking yeah, it's right. from somewhere else and had them in there. But, um, yeah, um, another, also another, um, awesome. another I guess, uh, teacher or, or person in history who I've found very much who speaks it like it is, um, is the philosopher Alan Watts. Oh, yeah, amazing. Well, he, yeah, nature and... Yeah, he's uh, just, the first one who was um, bringing um, Zen and Buddhism into... Um, Western side. I know I talk yeah. I talk and I find a lot of relevance in, in Buddhism or, or Zen. Yeah, me it, too. It, it, in my opinion, that's it's the only religion that actually adapts its teachings to how the world or the universe works. Well, rather, I'm a, I'm rather a pagan. Than, oh, there so, you go. Um, yeah, yeah, like sort of Celtic-based things. Oh. Well, but, a, but there is so much crossover with yeah. what I've studied in I, paganism and what I find in yeah, but well, because there's that um, well, I, I don't even feeling see, I, of nature. Yes, exactly. I don't. Yeah. I don't even. I don't actually see paganism or Celtic as a. I guess a religion. A religion. In inverted commas. Because religion. I guess yeah. Religion. <laughs> or doing dog, the, the yeah, fingers. A dogmatic <laughs> thing like, like you know the whole bloody uh, I don't know, Christianity. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I I don't see paganism or Zen or Buddhism as much as a religion because it's real. Yeah. And I've seen so much examples of how religions, parentheses or whatever, yeah. are not real. Yeah. Um, but that's just my own wording and my own approximation of it. Um, so I agree definitely the paganism of Celtic things of, of how it's adapting to how it actually is. It's it's mm. adapting their, their ideas uh, about how it yeah. works. Yeah, it's very kind of like well, not everybody. I mean every School religion me you get there's people that, that are, you know, strictly this is the way it has to be yeah. and there's no other way it can be. Yeah. In all religions. Right. Zen Paganism, You're exactly everything right. included, You're exactly right. but there are also people that are open-minded and like we're all kind of talking about the same thing, yeah. and you know have that more sort of like mm. open-minded. Tell me what you that's, believe, that's and we'll find reminder. some common ground. There's there's that in all of them as well. It's a very good. I, I have this sort of personal quote: "There's good and bad in every bunch." Mm. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, and bad is just what's well, the same subjective anyway. It's the same. Um, it's funny. This is um. um Good and bad is, is uh, positive and negative. Yeah, or oh, not even, or agreeable and disagreeable. <laughs> yeah, it's just lots of things. <laughs> I've just picked up a diary I've had on my um, table here right next to where this phone's recording this. This is a diary I was writing in in hospital. Oh, wow. Um, there's just something oh, just about man. what I was going through. Is the, whole, is the whole thing full? Not the whole thing, but a good part of yeah, it. Yeah, wow. Um, just writing down thoughts, and that's like that quote I just said there. Um, it's all I'm going to remember. Yeah, well, it meant a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it had a lot can of I read them. it again? Yeah, sure. You can. Um. Softness triumphs over hardness, gentleness over strength. The flexible is superior over the immovable. This is the principle of controlling things by going with them, of mastery through adaptation. Oh, man, that speaks to me so much about um, martial arts as well. Mm. And that uh, there's this, there was this day when we were studying and the teacher got asked this question, um... How hard should we hold on to the person's arm? <laughs> yeah, right. And the teacher said, not too hard and not too soft. <laughs> That's the perfect answer. Like, <laughs> and everyone was just like, oh, duh. <laughs> you know, there's, there's like, yeah, there's that perfect sweet spot. Yeah. 
um, that, that you've got to look for. I mean, look, to me, that idea of balance, yin and yang, it's, yeah. I mean, yin and yang is not good or evil. Good or evil is our approximations, the meaning we put to things. What yeah. is chaos to the fly is normal to the spider. Um, you know, it comes into meaning. What I see in terms of existence, balance. Everything is trying to find a balance. Yeah. You look at water. Water always runs to the lowest point, the least yeah. part of pressure. Um, our bloody earth sits in the exact sweet spot, yeah. just hot enough, just cold enough for life to emerge and yeah. do its, and do its thing. You know, everything is existing for a balance. Maths is, is looking for whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's in terms of, a, I guess, a broad spectrum, a broad brushstroke of what I try and live for, and that's what I try and live for. To find that, that sweet spot. Find the balance. Right? <laughs> yeah. In my own self. Awesome. And that adaptation, letting go. Yeah. Is exactly it. Not too much and not too little, just that's right. The <laughs> Goldilocks theory. Yeah, sounds like a bloody, that's a, that's a serial bloody ad. Just right. <laughs> not too little, not too, not too much. Is that what they yeah, look like? Not You've remembered it already now. What's not too heavy, not too light. Just right. Well, that was a TV ad. We are not plugging cereals here. No. <laughs> <laughs> but they maybe get it too. They understand. Well, hey, the hey, it, it sells because it works. It works because it's fucking real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it is real. It's um, yeah, it's amazing. Mm. Everything, like with <laughs> art as well. I I find that's that's kind of a principle to work with as well. Mm. There's like this, uh, this sweet spot of pushing my edge with with art. Where like I can just do the things that I'm used to, and I'm always doing the same thing, and it's like easy. Or I can do something too hard. Yeah. I, I could go too hard. And, and when I try too hard and I think too much and I, I design it, it just comes out mm. awful. But there's that sweet spot between being a little adventurous and, mm. and you know, like that's kind of... Every, I think everything has that, you know, that Definitely. little just stepping up to fear a little bit. Yeah, well, look... But not being absorbed in it. Absolutely. Standing in the face of the fear. But yeah. also not being too comfortable but finding that edge not having the, the apathy you know? yeah I have a um, thing I wrote actually about that edge because I found it very a constant thing for me to try and understand um, yeah, right. how, how to how can I try not bloody how feelings into words how to get the feelings into words yeah um, he's a poet and we didn't know it <laughs> No, um, this is the same thing about adaptation. So this is yours. This is something you wrote yourself. Um, yes, that's awesome. what you said about the press, the um, the edge. Yeah. You know. Okay. Uh, precipice. Um, when we resist, or rather refuse to change in the face of something, whatever the, whatever the, the uh, scale, whether it's tiny or it's big. So when we resist or refuse to change in the face of something that we cannot find or understand, having the will to do so. It is truly at that brink, the precipice, of said eventuality, does that will become realised, owned, and then passionately fought for. Mm. Given, of course, that someone's brain has adequate and, and enough functionality, this is an opportunity that every single person has the potential for, as well as being an integral part of experiencing growth and this necessity to be seated. Um, is that the end? Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's uh, That's like amazing. basically... Oh, it's amazing. It's just rambling. No, words, it's just it's, good. No, it's good. It, finding your edge is so important in life because it's on that edge that you find out what you can do, what you can't do, what you have the ability to do. And just it is. I mean, we're very much in here in the first world anyway. 
you know, the um, very, we have so many rules and regulations and cotton wool around us to stop us breaking, you know, making mistakes, basically. Mm. So, oh, yeah, but there can be all sorts of situations where we're just, we're sitting on that edge and we're wondering, how do I get off here? <laughs> you know? Explain. Like, maybe a precipice is like a, is like a hole that you can fall into or is it is like, because I'm, or is it like a cliff? I'm just, I can't think of what the word precipice really means right now. Precipice is the edge of something. So like this here, okay. that window frame, that's a press, the edge of that, that's a okay. precipice. Like, is it like a cliff? Sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I had this really vivid image in my head when I was in a situation that I really shouldn't have been in, but mm. I didn't know what, how to get out of it. Mm. And um, I've often went into meditation and found myself sitting on this cliff mm. and it's cold and it's wet and it's dark. Yeah. And it's raining and I don't want to be on this cliff. It's a very small cliff edge and I can't get up. And there's just just below, it's all clouds as far as I can see. I don't know what's going to happen if I step off this cliff. And I'm really scared mm. to step off. What's making you want to step off? Not having anything on the cliff for me. Right. And so Finding out what's me, there in the unknown. Yeah. And so I ended up leaving this situation and I finally felt like I'd stepped off, but mm. when I stepped off, I didn't fall because I could, the ground was only just underneath the clouds and I could walk on the clouds, basically. Mm. It's a but feeling. You, you still like, stood in front of, <laughs> you still, I guess, in a way, yeah, stood I in front of the cliff. Yeah, yeah, I met the cliff, yeah, for sure. You, you met the unknown. Yeah, I didn't burrow into the cliff or something. You didn't hold on for dear life <laughs> saying, the unknown's too scary, I can't yeah. go near there because I might die, I might do this, I might do that. Yeah, yeah. There might be ground there. There might be something there to hold you and show yeah. you that actually you facing that fear is worth doing. Yeah, it's funny how it feels like that, doesn't it? Like this, this big step, and often it's it's not such a big step. I feel such as lifetime. Yeah, <laughs> it's not ever going to be that that big. It's um, it's lots of small steps to. It is. Let's look, big things will come along to hit mm. you in the face like a sledgehammer. Yeah, they, yeah, they for can sure. happen and they might, might happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, look, to be able to take the small steps to get I'd stuff done, it's important. I'm it's trying to do that now and I'm, I hate mm. it because I don't, I don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing. But I'm letting go of the fact I hate it and trying to adapt to it and seeing what's real. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we could be dead tomorrow. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Life is too short. I know. We're very good at making life complicated and making it simple. It's, you know, it's... Yeah, so let's have a party and have a drumming circle. Well, and let's, <laughs> let's make fucking our breath count. I mean, let's you know, do what actually matters. Connect yeah. with someone who's worth connecting with. Yeah, for stand, sure. Stand for a person who's worth, is worthy of your time and energy and let go of those who aren't. Yes, totally. And be worthy, and step up to be worthy of the, those same people. Yeah. To have that actual authentic connection so you know that you're loved, you know what actual support is. To know that I know you have the capacity to hold someone you care about just as much as being held in that. Yeah. To take care of a child who's just born into this very weird fucking world, trying to understand their own place into it. Yeah. And that, that actually to me is the biggest thing. Is um I I'm only here for a certain amount of time, or whatever long it is, who the hell knows. But you know, this this planet is gonna be here. It's, life will go on depending on what us humans do to it. Mm. But, you know, it might take a few millennia to balance out what the fuck we do to it. But we as a species, we're going to you know, destroy ourselves if we don't you know, understand and learn how to adapt to how this planet needs us to, to take care of it. Mm. Um, I think our, our children, for that matter, you know, 
setting a precedent for them to understand themselves and the world that they live in and how to use technology and how these amazing tools to benefit yeah. and give for global, internet, global communication, yeah. to understand one another cultural, culturally, um, to understand ourselves even more so. Yeah, it's like we're just at the beginning really. There's so much yeah. more that can happen. Yeah. But to me, it's, really it's, quite it's amazing it's, when you think like you know that train. Like imagine like the first fifteen years that trains had been around. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or the first fifteen years of photography or yeah. something. That's it. They have no idea and how far it's going to go. Already, it's snowballing so fast. Yeah. It's just beautiful. Yeah. As well. I mean, it, like everything, it has both sides. It's beautiful and it's fucking terrifying. Yeah. But I've, it comes back to what is real what yeah. is worth living so like there's this information overload at the moment yeah and, and, and really, so much like, misinformation yes yeah, so much oh, i find it disgusting we've got a really it's it's like i think for me at the moment one of my most important things is making sure i really prioritize my time the information that i'm bringing into my space and the people and because there's just so much going on there's so mm. much possibilities of there has to be a, a sense of what do i really want out of all of these things. And that's your community, right? That's mm. like how you end up creating the people around you is by a choice. Definitely. It's like, like and by before make, by I used to those... feel it was just like there were just people there. Yeah. That was my community who just happened to be there. That's a really good approximation. And now, an now we have so much more ability to connect with people yeah. Yeah. Who, who really get us. Yeah. That's, so. a, that's a huge point. We have the potential and ability to choose and actually meet and connect with Mm. people who are worthy of our time and energy and who actually get us and we may get mm. and look for me I think we for me it boils down to that any single person um, has the potential to be worthy of my time and energy whether they choose to based on their own ideas and what they're doing with their lives that's another story <laughs> and, and look me too fucking who knows I'm, you know I don't, you don't gel with someone you don't gel with someone that's okay yeah. I but, think we should be open to trying to get along with oh, everyone. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I don't think that we but should be creating our little, our little cliquey, elitist no, bubbles no, here. No, that's no, not my, what oh, I'm saying. Oh, I'm very... No, I don't want really, <laughs> to... Please don't take that as I'm saying. That's nothing, <laughs> no, not no, what I want to be that's saying. That's not what I'm saying. Oh, I just realised... No, absolutely, no, but, absolutely not. But, um, but, yeah. Absolutely not. No, look, that's exactly why. You know, at the village farm, the, the castle drumming, it's, uh, anyone is welcome. Yeah. Anyone is welcome. I just got to say something about the village farm. So there's just this, just some people living on this farm and they've got a pretty huge backyard. So they just invite people around to have these bonfires and a drumming circle and we, we do community gardening and... If you come and help, then you can get some vegetables or if they, if they need some stuff, they might just say, hey, has anyone got any pallets or an old sofa or whatever it is that mm. people need? And everybody's just pitching in. and It's amazing. So it's, it's just community and built and it's all just friends. And if you're on the northern beaches, check it out, I guess. That's it. It's, um, it's called The Village Farm and it's on Facebook. And if you yeah. want to go to Castle Drumming, that's on Facebook as well. So Yeah. Yeah. Anyone's welcome. And all the, all the uh, That's information the is up and on there. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> so I probably get some overseas people. The Northern Beaches in Sydney. Right. Yeah. We've, we've had people come from all over, all over Sydney, all over... Yeah. From Melbourne, even from Bogger. I've awesome. people come, not specifically from overseas, but have... Just visiting and dropped in. In Australia and overseas and found this and going, this is exactly what we want to have happen back yeah, in France. Yeah, come and learn. Belgium or whatever else. Yeah. But, I mean, that's. I want to go travelling still. I want to somehow get a van for myself and go travelling overseas and see yeah. what's working and what's not. Yeah, just, well, um, and that's what we do would anyway. Would you be open to, to um, leaving? Uh, maybe I'll put it in the notes on the on the 
podcast for how people might be able to contact you if they Absolutely. want to maybe have you come visit them overseas somewhere oh and, God, and show you their place. I would, I would, I would be... <laughs> Let's make this a global community. That'd be amazing. I would amazing. absolutely be honoured to do yeah. so. That would be a hell of an experience. Because I tell you what, this that. guy's got some stuff to share. <laughs> You're too kind. This no, guy, I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> you must get that all the time, sorry. <laughs> In school, it's like, hey guy, like, you know what? No, no, you're the other guy. <laughs> Very funny, very yeah, original. Yeah, yeah, it's work. like the oldest joke ever, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure people would be stoked to have you come visit. That'd be really cool. I, I would be stoked to, to go and, and just... That's what I wanted to do after leaving high school. I didn't know what I wanted to do career-wise or job. I knew I wanted to go learn what is this place I live in. Yeah. What is what is there to learn? A bigger perspective than what I've learned just growing up on the East Coast of Australia. There's more out there to learn about. Yeah. Experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, still very much so. I mean, oh, every connection is an opportunity. It is, yeah. I think. yeah. I'm just going to check out time here. Yeah, traveling's amazing for that. So we're just over an hour. So. Wow. Yeah. Holy hell, that went fast. Yeah, it does. Wow. Yeah. Cool. That's cool. We can keep going, just maybe round Not it fast. off. <laughs> Not fast. I'm yeah. really yeah. nice. I really appreciate um, opportunities just to talk like this. Yeah. Um, I find it quite hard when someone says, oh, so, so uh, tell us all about you. Tell us everything. I'm like, well, I don't oh, know. Now you can be like, well, know. look at this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's there forever. <laughs> no, I, I, I really appreciate having the, um, I guess, question, questions asked as a sounding board for mm. me to check in with myself at each point. You know, what, what do I think about this? What do I believe? And come from that place. And it really helps a lot. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. It's awesome to share with people and to to have these amazing conversations i love doing this podcast so much it's so much fun cool it's great yeah Yeah. and i love being able to share your story with everybody because you're such a genuine person and you really do live that authenticity and you're part of this amazing community and it's amazing for me to be able to share that with people it's a hell of a thing to have that reflected back at me thank you yeah well i wish you all the best of luck with everything that you're doing and i hope that the community just grows and gets more exciting and that more people are touched by that (laughs) feeling of wanting to be resilient through their authenticity because i think that's a message (laughs) (laughs) resilient to also having the the, uh, that capacity that love of their own peace yeah it's like we can my stepmom said this to me once it was just I was in my own head and making head miles and like trying to figure something out about it myself and you know not stopping and so guys it's all well and good to dig away and you know dig and dig and dig about yourself and find out who you are but you've got to be able to just sit in the sun just just sit in the sun for a bit you know yeah like you know you're digging away inside of the mind just trying to find out all the little gems about who you are and what makes you you and it's very important to do that but it's a never ending rabbit hole it's, oh yeah you're for never, sure never spinalizing yourself yeah it's so it comes out to balance the sweet spot yeah you know, yeah totally sit, sit outside in the sun and just Sit there and yes. enjoy the breeze. Yes. <laughs> thanks for As listening, guys. As we hope you are. <laughs> yeah. <now. laughs> cool. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. If you want to find out more about what I do, you can find me at forestspiritjewelry.com and the jewelry is spelled J-E-W-E-L-R-Y. Or you can find me on Facebook by the same name, Forest Spirit Jewelry. Um, yeah. She's a pretty cool chick, I must say. It's talking with her. She's, she knows where her head's at. My oh. heart is, too. Thanks, man. You're welcome. It's been great talking to you. Cheers.